That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast and One Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and Hank. Boys, hello. No Hank again this week. He is out, but we're still hopeful he will return at some point for the playoff run. Crossing our fingers at the word yes, run at, yeah, there. Multiple implies yeah there will be multiple games. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a busy man. Very he's, busy man. He's staying busy. Busy season for slinging sheds. But of course, we have much more important things to talk about. As we've alluded to all year, we are finally in the playoffs. The actual playoffs Ooh. games officially matter. It's been a slightly more stressful week, I think, for everyone. It's, you know, when I'm just kind of sitting around, all of a sudden it creeps up in the back of my head, like, oh my God, the season could be over on Saturday. It won't be, of yeah. course. But I thought you were going like, oh, shoot, there's a playoff game on Saturday. Because I was like, no, that thought hasn't really left my mind. But, right. <laughs> but that thought hasn't really entered my mind. And now you've kind of planted that seed and... Now I'm anxious. We get stuck, and when I say we, I mean me, in these mindsets where you try to trick yourself with different types of, you know... The brain games I've played with myself over the past even 48 hours is insanity. It's tough, because like the last two... Being a Packer fan over the last few years now, it's really been like the last three years. It's this season, the season before, and the season before, and that's all its own self-contained kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The last two playoff runs, you know playing the Seahawks in the divisional round, playing the Rams in the divisional round. Those games were very, like, going into the week, I felt pretty good about going into the week. So now, going against the Niners, I definitely am not as optimistic as I was last year for the divisional round, but I think that's a good thing. Because, you know, Mm. we made it to the NFC Championship game the last two years and lost. So maybe now, if I'm already in that kind of... And if I'm in a different mindset this year... Perhaps the outcome will be different, you know, on the field for the team. Yeah, I, God, fandom is just <laughs> such a hell of a drug. Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of on a on a opposite okay. spectrum where, okay. like last year, everyone was feeling good about, or the pr- previous two years in the divisional, everyone was feeling good about it. Oh, great matchups that gave me pause. Where it's like, well, everyone's feeling a little too good about this. Now I'm yeah. worried, and now it's like the opposite this year where. Everyone seems to be so worried about this Niners team, like almost a, a little bit too much. So that kind of makes me feel like, okay, we're going to take care of business. But then yep, that mindset is like, well, be careful. Okay. Just be careful. So again, the brain games, it's, it's insanity. I don't know what to think. I just, I need it to be Saturday. Yes. 100%. It's one of those where once you sit down, it's like everything is going to be like flashing before your eyes, like your life or something. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, what should I think? And then the ball is going to kick off and it's like, Okay, and it's like okay, three yard run up the middle. Okay, it's a football game. Let's just watch and see what happens. Oh, exactly. And then yeah, those next sixty minutes will fly by. So, yep, we'll let's get, just get to Saturday. Yeah, we'll get more into superstitions at the very end. I have a huge, huge question for you for Ooh. my own superstitions going into the game. But Ooh. first, Kyle, you know, a little 
little icebreaker here. We got to start things off. Oh, beautiful. Kyle, first opening weekend of playoff football, Super Wild Card weekend. Figure we can briefly talk about the divisional round, or sorry, it's Super Wild Card games mm-hmm. in the NFC. First, I mean, right off the bat, Rams, Cardinals. I Cardinals have been, I think I said it this year, you can't count on the Cardinals being a good team unless they're good in December. Yep. And they're just a fraud team. I think Cliff Kingsbury is a fraud. I think Kyler Murray might be a little bit of a fraud. He's he that team is the quintessential like Packers finesse football team. Yeah. And the Rams yes. are looking more like a juggernaut at this point. Yeah. Well, let's not use the juggernaut J-word. is bold, but they've been on a bit of a roll since we yes. played them. Um I always like for for teams I'm sort of, you know, indifferent about teams and players I'm indifferent about. I always feel bad when they have such a dreadful performance that they're the main character on the internet. Yeah. And Kyler was the main character on the internet on Monday. Well, even if he was like trying to steal the spotlight. Yeah. He he was the star. And then cliff was like kind of the, the, the secondary star. Like they were both just getting thrown in the gauntlet of just like, you're the worst type of takes on the internet. And I felt kind of bad because yeah, they, they did not show up at all. And, uh, it made me not, it, and the popular joke going around was that Razul Douglas Razul <laughs> broke the Cardinals, and he really did. Like ever since that moment, it is weird. They they really haven't been able to put a cl- complete game together. When that fan got the the no, you know, yeah, the, or the or, goodbye wave, and, and he, he was just you know, fell bent over, over, bent yeah. over, didn't realize what was going on after that two with Razul. That that killed the franchise for this year. And another thing too that I you know, hopefully don't have to eat my words over is I've been, you know, Uh-oh. big on banging the drum about ooh, there's a pun. Banging the drum on how Von Miller is washed. And he looked pretty spry on Monday. Even actually over the last month he's looked pretty good and rejuvenated. Um so hopefully we don't see him uh in the NFC championship. Yeah, we'll see. That's that's still a very weird team. I, I'm very curious how that's gonna go. I feel like most fans have assumed it's going to be the bucks if we move on to the next round but i mean hell there's a perfect segue right there uh bucks eagles bucks moved on eagles are just just a predictable game yeah what do you think of should we and this has been you know talked about at nauseam for the general public this week but do we need an extra team right yeah no especially when you look at the other side with the steelers it i it's tough because they're you know, a a Brandon Staley dumbass timeout away from Herbert being the one playing there. Eh, and yeah. and it's probably a much closer game if it's Chiefs Chargers. Yes. But yeah, that was just I mean, it did not feel like playoff football at all, that that Chiefs Steelers game. And same with the Bucks Eagles. It was just like it was such a predictable outcome that yeah, it, it, the game never felt competitive. Yeah, I mean the Eagles. I don't think they really beat anyone that was that great this year either. Mm-hmm. They're one of all they could do is really run the ball, and the rest of their team is. It's crazy to watch a game and like Troy Aikman was just hounding them the whole time. Like, what is the offense's game plan? Right. It really was like they couldn't do anything. I don't think you know who's their number one receiver. The guy they drafted this Devontae year, Devontae Smith. Smith. Yeah, he like he had like two targets through three quarters or whatever. It was just, I mean, similar, I mean, similar to the same team in that division that made the playoffs, the Cowboys, they just beat up on bad teams and didn't really show. I mean, let's just relegate the NFC East. 
They're such a joke every year. It's because they're like one of the more prolific divisions in the NFC. If I'm going off of like logos and history, <laughs> yeah. you know, but just, yeah, uniforms and, and fan bases. Sure. Like the Cowboys haven't been to an NFC championship game in 30 years, which is just crazy. That's, that's for amazing what to me. The Cowboys are and how much you hear about. And them for anymore. how like, you know, determined Jerry Jones is and like how he'll cut any corners, pay any type of person break any type of rule like it yeah it is really amazing they haven't even made yeah a conference championship and we might as well talk about that too because when we're talking about the cowboys niners cowboys obviously niners tried to choke that game away but it was a nice kind of choke off between you know the niners and mike mccarthy and just kind of the thinking of the uh, cowboys a lot of people have got big it. mike oh man oh <laughs> dude i mean love you do not miss you oh my god i mean you what did did you watch that game, the Niners Cowboys game? I did have a smile, you know, one of those kind of like the Aaron Rodgers to Mike Tomlin, you know, this year where I, I was like smiling, looking at my screen. Mike obviously wasn't looking at me, but when they ran the fake punt and they picked it up, I'm like, ah, yeah, that's good old Mike. There's in a Mike. Fake. Usually it's the fake onside kick. But. I, yeah, I thought that was going to be the thing that kind of, you know, sprung him to, to maybe win the game. But yeah, it's just, I mean, the, I mean, every take has been took for that. Uh, last well, play, but I'll, I'll say well before we get into that briefly because yeah you're right. I can't. So much. I mean yeah, I, I can't say it. my my take is like obviously it's it's just historically stupid. And why wouldn't you just have two hail mary shots? Like why yeah. would you not just hail mary the ball to the end zone twice and play with your chances? Because even if that play goes well and you're able to spike the ball you only get one shot at the hail mary right it's like pick up some running y- rushing yards if you're going to do that but he picked up like 20 get down quick and you know my favorite former packer even brought it up jay sternberger tweeted out that like one of the things you that you're taught in green bay is to get the ball to the ref right away it, it was very obvious the cowboys weren't prepared old mike didn't have everyone prepared for the little nuances of the game they tried to spot the ball themselves. It was kind of a cluster. I think I wish there would have been a final play because it yeah, was a pretty crazy re- last yes. ten minutes there. You always love to see a hail mary. Um, as a obviously as fans of who we are, fans of we we love the hail mary. Yes, but what I what's kind of bothering me is like people trying to place blame on just one person, whether it's Dak if he you know you know slid the slid or you know brought the ball to the ref incorrectly, or if it's Mike or if it's Kellen Moore, like. No, I feel like all three of them had to come yes. to agreement like, yeah, this is the plan. Like if even I feel like if even just one of the three was like, guys, no, let's just take two shots to the end zone. What are we, what are we talking about yeah. here? So like all three should get the collective blame there. It's funny because Mike has gotten a lot of the blame for that. And I don't know what you're saying and you're right that all three should really get equal blame. But, you know, you got to have, you know, in today's. Uh, yeah. And media. I guess at the end of the day, yeah, he is the one that makes the final call. Well, I was going to say Mike is probably the person who had the least to do with it because I'm <laughs> sure it was Kellen Moore and Dak. Right. And- trying to be like big brain, like. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get closer and we'll have a better shot. And, yeah. yeah. Kellen like, hey, you can get this much. And Dak's like, okay. And he's trying to get as many yards as possible. And then they don't. <laughs> and Mike, Mike is and Mike's like, they're what's like, going on? Wait, Falling guys. to his knees like he did in 2009 <laughs> against the Arizona Cardinals, you know, on the defensive <laughs> yeah. touchdown. It's just, I, I kind of feel bad for Mike because that's what he's turned his role into is like more of a godfather than anyone. Liaison. Breaking down X's and O's. Like, he doesn't do that shit anymore. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. 
Uh, it I kind of would have liked to see the Cowboys just because, like I've said on here before, too, didn't know what the hell they are, and now we know they're just not a very good football team. Also, uh, another thing that really blew my mind was, and this was circulated around today or maybe yesterday, Troy Aikman said something that was extremely smart and agreeable. <laughs> I fucking, yeah. I it, it blew my mind. But what he said was, yeah. I mean, was perfect. Well, a lot, like, he does say a lot of smart things. It's just he always mixes mixes it in with the pro cowboy stuff, and he had to have one more Cowboys take he could get off, you know, before the end of the year because you know he was pissed that he wasn't able to call that game either. But yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll sort of paraphrase if you missed it, but uh, there was a lot of single coverage on C.D. Lamb, and so I'm I'm saying what Troy is saying. I hate going back to when I was playing because nobody cares. But when I see around the league, it's not I just love the, Dallas. I love that lead. Right, love where, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know it's Troy. A lot of these offenses want to scheme things. The coordinators, it's all about scheme rather than this corner is playing soft. This corner is scared to death. Just run a route tree, run a comeback, run a dig, run a curl. You're going to complete a pass whenever you want when it's CD Lamb against some soft coverage corner. And like you see like football, basically like he's saying, football doesn't have to be that difficult. Like coordinators are so obsessed with like getting to the right guy that sometimes it's as simple as yeah just like our wide receiver is so much better than their cornerback he's gonna run a 10 yard out and we're gonna move the ball 10 yards every three plays it's yeah and it's funny to see that too and you must not have seen the tweet that i put out today talking about this because what Troy's talking about there, you know, is obviously scheme instead of players and McCarthy's problem at the back end with the Packers is you know, hoping players get open and not scheme with the guys zero open. scheme. Yeah. And now it's kind of the opposite yet. It still comes to a problem that Mike had in green Bay. And it's funny. I'll play this clip here because I posted it because it's very relevant to what was going on. But this was Aaron Rodgers talking about, uh, Devonte Adams very early on in the season against Buffalo. This was kind of the beginning of the end of their relationship here, but I'll just play this quick. Cause it's, it's exactly what happened. Then. Playmakers and I'm in position to get some more opportunities. You know, a game like today, I mean, Devontae is a tough cover for anybody, but uh, he should have 20 targets today. I really couldn't stop. You know, and then they dared to play one high a few times. Um, hmm. So we got to find ways to get him involved and, and Jimmy as well. So that it was kind of funny to see. I love how he was like, they dared to, like, he was insulted. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they, they played one high. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's funny to see the same thing kind of creeping up with Mike McCarthy in two different spots. And that's slightly and that's, different situations. And that's why this, I mean, it really just makes me appreciate this marriage of LaFleur and Rodgers because it's, it's, so, it's so perfectly coexisting between the two. Like, Matt has a great scheme. He gets guys open. But then Rodgers has uh, an encyclopedia in his mind of, you know, 15 years of, you know, reading defenses and instincts and just reacting that – it's just, again, it's the perfect combination of they're going to move the ball, but then when shit gets tight and a play needs to be made, Rodgers is more than capable of, you know, feeling his instincts and just, you know, hot route to, you know, they got that tele- tele- God, I telepathy. At this telepathy with Adams and they can just, you know, move the ball whenever they want when they see a mismatch. Yes, exactly. It's in last thing on these other games before we get into the rest of the episode, actually talking about the Packers, but uh <laughs> The two things with McCarthy, too. Um, one, it's funny to see how different the last two head coaches treat fourth down. Watching that Cowboys game, it's like Mike is there's there isn't a fourth down that Mike 
you know, isn't going to punt. Like, he's punting every single time, it seems like. <laughs> Matt loves going for it. And like what you're talking about there, too, and I think I said this last year, what we've had the last three years is what we have come to expect what Green Bay Packers football should be with Aaron Rodgers and the back half with Mike McCarthy. Yes. It just wasn't. Every year, it sh- we should be yes. assuming to be the top or the second seed, you know, and to finally have these years, and it happens to be, you know, when Rodgers is as old as he's turning now, it's, you know, beggars can't be choosers, but you love it. I mean, and you go in every week and you're like, this couldn't be much better. That That is a really great way to put it, and that's maybe why I have such, you know, resentment towards maybe not so much McCarthy, but the decision makers that kept McCarthy around. Cause yeah. it's like those, yeah, those last two, three years, it was just like, this is not working. Like Rogers kept throwing the ball away. Cause guys were not getting open. And yeah. yeah, it's like, you look at these past three years with a, with a good scheme and it's like, we're kind of, we're kind of robbed of, you know, two, three it, playoff runs. And it's tough too, because you're absolutely right. But at the same time, it's, you know, that butterfly effect thing, because, you know, if we had moved on from Mike McCarthy, say, in 2014 after the Seahawks collapse, which I think would have been premature. But it's like, what would the Packers have been after? Who who would we have hired? I don't know if the young offensive mind right, did thing we, was... Yeah, were we even in that sort of phase of the league yet? Exactly. No, who could we have... Maybe we would... Not Cliff Kingsbury, but a type like that, a, a Nagy. You know, he got hired oh, a couple God. years before the floor. So it's something like that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It was one of those where... We never got better, but whatever. We've talked yeah, about let's, this. Yeah, let's 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 look forward. Yes. So we'll look forward the rest of this episode. Uh we'll talk, you know, I think we'll talk about this Niners Packers game. We'll start off with the preview actually, since we have a lot of stuff prepared for it, and we're later in the week, and this is a pretty big game, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh so we'll break that down quite a bit. After that, we'll have is Kyle an idiot. Uh some Packers trivia. We're gonna have a draft for best. Packers playoff moments I think it'll be more focused on you know Kyle and I both in our (laughs) I'll say we're both in our mid to late 20s so 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 probably Rogers play Rogers era Rogers era but there's I have a couple I guess yeah memories sprinkled in literally like memories that I have watching the Green Bay Packers so we'll have that then we'll have our normal out or well nothing's really normal with this podcast but then we'll have our outro predictions so on and so far forth but uh Anything else, Kyle, before we get into it? Go, Pack, go. Okay. Well, oh, wait. No, I'm supposed to yeah, say this, this at the end. That, everything feels off and weird now. <laughs> but yeah, we are playing the San Francisco 49ers on Saturday, 7.15 p.m. I always, like, because don't they play in Santa Clara? And isn't that, like, several hours away from San Francisco? Uh, I It's at least an hour. I know it's Cause I, Yeah, I always want to call them the Santa Clara 49ers, just because, like, <laughs> That sounds fancy. That sounds that makes me think of like a fancy dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they are. They're. I don't know why I brought that up. I just yeah. it's always bothered me. That's okay, understandable. They play at seven fifteen. Fox coverage. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews are the announcers. Right now, or last I checked, kickoff. It's expected to be fifteen degrees, a negative five wind chill. Oh yes. Projected to get down to seven and negative ten wind chill in the fourth quarter. Yes. Which I don't know how you feel about this, Kyle, but with wind chill. I don't think it wind chill doesn't matter unless it's negatives. Like when I see wind chill of five, I'm like, that's some that's some bullshit. Well, it, it doesn't really work until it gets into the negatives. Well, and I don't think wind chill really even matters unless the winds are really ripping. Like, yeah, it, it, I feel like it's got to be like double digit wind speeds or even higher for it to, to have a real effect in the stadium, because always in my experience, I've been to 
quite a few cold games in my life so far. And yeah, the tailgates are always real chilly, but then it's always, and maybe alcohol has something to do with this, but when I get into the stadium, I just, it, it feels like, like, like considerably warmer, like noticeably like comfortable. And like, like there've been times in like the, like really cold games where I could like take my gloves off and feel fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like just in the stadium, Around your eighty thousand closest friends, it's just yeah, you're you're gonna feel warm. Hey, you know, sometimes rival fans might give the Packers and Lambo shit for having, you know, bleacher seating, but in the winter you gotta be shoulder short shoulder to shoulder. That's right. Most of the time that keeps you warm a little bit. And yeah, and it's a, a the bleachers are kind of a blessing because now we're, you know, forced to stand all game. True. Yeah, I I, I'm definitely for standing, but God, all game would just be a lot. Are yeah, you, no. Are, are you bringing the styrofoam? You know that little uh, that trick where you bring a little patch of styrofoam to put underneath your boots so that would, it separates between the cold concrete of the stadium and you have that little extra insulation there so you don't oh. get cold from your feet up. Yeah, something to think about. Kyle's going to. I mean, does it if, really actually? Yeah, I'm going to be at the game. I don't know if Spence mentioned that or if I mentioned that yet, but I'll be at the game. It's probably the longest you've gone going into an episode where you're going to go <laughs> to the game that you haven't mentioned, it, especially for the playoffs. But, um, yeah. I didn't know that. Wow, that would make a difference. But I just plan on getting those like foot warmer things where you can just like tape to your feet. They, I feel like they work for like 20 minutes, and then it's just like you got a big sand. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead of having some. Well, no, sand I in think there's boots, like it's... there's ones that like it's not like the bag of sand, but it's like a a, a tape adhesive thing. It's a couple, you, can... you know, big old bag of sand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm. Forty-year-old, forty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, moving on to the football game, <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers finished ten and seven, made it in as the sixth seed. Obviously, beat the Cowboys last week. The Niners have won eight of their last ten games and are in kind of a roll right now. They're number two in the point differential and third in yard differential over that time. Uh, Vegas has the Packers, or at least they open at a four and a half point favorite. It's now up to two points. Uh, over under Wait, what? 47 and a half. Sorry, not two points, <laughs> six points. I don't know why. It's like I read uh. the word and then I just come up with a different one and replace <laughs> it. But it's moved to six points. Most of the bets are on the Packers, too. So it isn't that negative, that uh, reverse line movement, which can be biggest, scary to see. Yeah, biggest spread of the divisional round, too. Oh, really? I didn't mm-hmm. see that. Ugh, that kind of yeah. Once, like, I don't know what would not make me feel antsy, but hearing <laughs> that, I'm like, I don't know if I like it. But it, once again, if it was the closest, it'd be like, oh, well, well yeah, because like if Either. If it opened at four and a half and then swung down to two and a half, then I'd be like, uh, uh yeah, that would, that would worry me. But it going up to six feel a little better. The biggest one. I remember the reverse line movement and the NFC champ game against the Falcons was like, what was I the should... spread in that game? Cause they had to have been heavy ass dogs. <sighs> it was, it was like a touchdown and they kept moving it towards the Packer or they kept, yeah, they kept, uh, it was only seven. Like I, it wasn't even seven and I, a half. I don't remember but it was moving towards like, um, the Falcons, you know, were they were giving the Packers more and more points when people were betting the Packers because Vegas was like, just, oh right, it was it was ridiculous. But yeah, uh, God, we keep Ladarius Gunter was CB one. <laughs> I don't know how they were anything under a seven and a half point dog to go from Ladarius Gunter to Razul Douglas is just, yes. But moving on, overall, looking at this game, first thing that I think about is obviously we got to talk about the narratives here. Oh, here we go. So we have a narrative off going on. Obviously, we have Aaron Rodgers <laughs> a- against the San Francisco 49ers 
once again, this storyline, and I think Rogers is sick of it. Is anytime they bring up like them passing him, he's like, "Yeah, I've got chips on my shoulder, whatever." But the big thing with this one is Matt Lafleur and Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, mm. after the last game we had, Week Three, Packers won, as everyone can remember on the last second Mason Crosby field goal. After the game, Kyle Shanahan and Matt Lafleur had a very quick handshake. Tense. Didn't really look each other in the eyes, and which is very important when you're shaking someone's hand. Mm-hmm. But the thing, I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's true. Yeah, I mean, everything's kind of tongue in cheek here. But uh, I, I do wonder. I, very lame. I am very curious to see what the handshake will be like after this game because I don't know if, you know, we hear so much about. LaFleur being off of, you know, the Shanahan and McVay tree. But I don't know how close he is with Shanahan because the big thing, too, is Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator for the Niners the past few years. Uh, his brother, uh, Mike Mike LaFleur, was the offensive coordinator. So it was like a whole family event thing. He's said in the past that the defensive coordinator, Sala, is his best friend. And obviously, Mike is his brother. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, they were close for that. But now that they're both gone, it's like I feel like there is this kind of rivalry between the two especially with it being rumored this offseason right before the Niners took Trey Lance oh, and what yeah. started the Rodgers rumors was the Niners had one more last ditch effort trying to get Aaron Rodgers to come to the San Francisco 49ers I don't know if we'll ever learn what actually happened on draft day well, it was tampering and they should suspend him for this game exactly like 10 years from now maybe we'll hear about it or Rodgers even mentioned that he's going to write a book at some point which oh really very interesting i <laughs> I wonder how much of it will be like, you know, autobiographical. Uh, autobiographical. Bi- yeah. Biographical. There it is. Oh, thank you for saving me on that one. <laughs> yes. Or if it's going to be a bunch of like, you know, yoga terms and motivation. <laughs> peace of things. mind. <laughs> yeah. Peace of mind. Flow, whatever. Manifestation. Stuff. Yes. It, yeah. That's like his keyword this year. But yeah. So I, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen because this is, I don't, I mean, it's obviously the playoffs, but they've got to be living it watching film this week you know trying to be as prepared as possible yeah i uh i'm a little i'm not going to be able to catch the uh the broadcast exchange of the of the handshake of the head coach because you'll I'll, be there i'll be at the you, game you gotta pull out your little binoculars i'm sure after the game no matter what happens you that's what you're going to be focusing on. <laughs> yes exactly the exchange um but yeah the i'm, I'm kind of glad actually now because i am once again, going to the game, okay, I'm not yeah, going to be yeah. able to yeah, see yeah, yeah. all of the, uh, all of the the broadcast pregame lead up of the, uh, play the clip of uh, not as disappointed as they are for passing on me, Ugh. like that. Like I, yeah. they're going to show that a ton of times. They're going to show the the Lafleur. I hope the, the shake replaces the Shanahan tree, like all that. Yeah, all those narratives. I'll just be, I'll be in uh, right outside of Lambeau, drinking beers and and getting prepared. Perfect. That's the right way to go about no, it. No narratives that I'm concerned about. Just football. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I said, we got to clear clear the headspace going into the game. That's right. Moving on to actual X's and O's. Oh, my voice. Is, I, have a, I have a bubble Jimmy's in my throat right Jimmy's and Joe's. Now. Yeah, I can actually physically hear it. We'll start things off. Uh, first, we'll talk about the Packers offense versus the Niners defense. Flip it after that, and then we'll talk about the special teams. Very briefly, I'll run through some of these stats here. Packers offense finished the season ninth in passing, 18th in rushing, 10th in points. The Niners defense is uh, sixth in passing, seventh in rushing yards, and 10th in points. So, so pretty similar. So sixth in passing, is that yards. like top six or bottom six? That's good. 
that's like top six, six. Six least yards. Yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, pretty pretty solid team all around. Uh, I guess the special teams isn't very good, but on defense, uh, Bosa was incredible again this year after you know getting injured last year. Fifteen and a half sacks. They have a lot of decent rushers. They have three other edge guys with over three sacks, so they really do you know rotate them in quite a bit. Eric Armstead and DJ Jones are the interior defensive line. Both are really good. Armstead has six sacks on the season. Fred Warner, also good, but, you know, had the ankle injury last week. Well, he had, I think he injured his ankle pretty bad this year. Yeah. And then, yeah, re-aggravated the same ankle and against it, the Cowboys. It sounds like he's had kind of a step back. This year hasn't been as good, which is probably because of that ankle, so... Hopefully, he's one less guy we'll have to worry about as much on Sunday. It kind of reminds me of like going into the divisional round last year with Aaron Donald, where he was injured but playing. Right. So maybe we'll have something. Yeah. Actually, that is a really good comparison because, yeah, if, even him being out there, you have to acknowledge and, and game plan for. But, I mean, an ankle for a linebacker, you know, they're laterally moving all over the place. And, yeah, that I. I don't think he'll have, you know, the same impact he did in that, you know, in the previous yeah. playoff matchup with the Niners. Oof. We'll see. And Rodgers has talked a bunch about how he's like the best inside linebacker. In the yeah, the he, yeah, yeah. I've I noticed that from Rodgers. He he definitely there's like there's like a handful of guys that you can kind of just tell he really loves, and Fred Warner is one of them for sure. Uh, moving on to the secondary. Their secondary is, is okay, but probably... Their weakest link, I would imagine. Yeah, their weakest link. Uh, Richard Sherman is out for the year. He got, he's, he got binged up a couple <laughs> Richard times. Richard Sherman? He's a buccaneer. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get the, I get Josh Norman and Richard Sherman yeah. <laughs> mixed up at times. I know he was play, that Josh Norman is playing, whatever. God. Well, it's funny because I'm pretty sure Richard Sherman was a Niner last year. Yeah, so. that, that's why I'm thinking. Okay, that's one of the reasons why I'm thinking of it, too. Or if not, I know in 2019 he uh, he got beat or picked Rodgers off at one point, whatever. Doesn't matter. But Josh Norman, he's been playing. He's not very good. His PFF grade isn't very good on the season either. It's like in the 40s or 50s, whatever. He, is, that their, that. is that their CB1? I believe so. They have uh, Thomas, who's a rookie, who's been playing more of late. Uh, he doesn't have a very great grade either, so we'll see. Uh, if you remember week one, two, uh, Devontae did go off. He had over 100 yards, had a touchdown. It was mm. he, The touchdown he had was that one where he was in motion to uh, to the backfield and then stopped and went the opposite direction and oh, threw to him wide open. Yes. So, you know, some of that kind of tricky oh. shit, maybe we'll be able to work against the Niners here with a younger secondary and a slower secondary. Mm. They don't have any of those kind of like middle tier players, it seems like, at corner. But going into it, I do have a couple. Do you go over their safeties? Because, yeah, I they like Jimmy Ward. Oh, yeah, Jimmy. He's he's OK. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like Bosa was their only pro bowler this year, whatever that. Actually I mean, means. Bosa should have been in all pro almost. Well, I mean, there were so many damn there's so many damn good edges in the league. That exactly. It's tough. It's like wide receivers and running backs, you know, like you can get pissed about people yeah. not making whatever. But there's there's always that's always going to happen. someone's always going to feel snubbed. That's right. Um, but yeah, their secondary I is definitely their weakest link. And I hope we're able to. I mean, I'm sure Matt knows that and is able to is scheming up things to exploit it, exploit it the most. Yeah, and I mean, no one should. It's nice because no one probably knows each other better than these two teams, just because of the guys making the calls on both sides. Yes, of the ball. like they, yeah, like they 
each coach knows how the other coach thinks. So yeah. they're yeah, just scheming things that way. So a couple of key things I want to go over with this game, the main, you know, keys of the game, right? That's a that's a cliche. Yeah, that there we go. Rodgers versus the OK secondary. Uh this would be a good time to get the short stuff going, especially with Randall Cobb. It sounds like he's coming back. MVS, oh. I don't think he's playing. He practiced on Tuesday, did not on Wednesday. I really, oh, I really hate that. I really, I mean, we've yeah. talked about it plenty of times before. Where even if he has zero catches for zero yards, like he makes an impact. Just yes. his speed being out there, keeping the safeties honest, stretching the field, like. Oh, I, re- I, I really hope he plays on Saturday, and I'm going to be really bummed if he doesn't. Right. If nothing else, to be a decoy, like you were saying. And it's weird because he put out kind of a cryptic tweet that basically, you know, the main point of it was, you know, it's in God's or God put me on this path. You mm. know, I'm going to trust him. So that makes me think he's probably not going to play this week, but we'll see. Either way, you know, uh, we still have Devontae Adams. Good matchup for him. Like I said, he went off last time. Uh, and like I said, Lazard and Cobb in the slot with M- with MVS probably being out. You know, this worked last time quite a bit. And here's a fun fact. So Devontae Adams over the last five weeks of the regular season led the NFL in touchdowns. Guess who was number two? Lazard. It was Alan Lazard. Wow. Alan Lazard had the second most touchdowns. Really came in late. Huh. You remember the beginning of the year, we had a lot of struggles in the red zone. Yep. Yep. Late in the season, we've gotten better. Big reason for that is Alan Lazard. So hopefully he will continue that. But I'm curious to see. I'm hoping one, you know, with the pass rush, which we'll get into as well, this short shit. And then Devontae Adams is kind of what I'm hoping to see from the offense as far as passing the ball goes. Yes. Uh, moving on. Offensive line, you know, the... Niners are one of the better pass rushing teams. I believe they're third in the league in sacks. I mean, we saw what happened uh, against the Cowboys last week. I believe there was, God, I think Dak was hit 14 times. There was five sacks. Jeez. David Bakhtiari, Billy Turner, it sounds like they're both probably going to suit up and yes. play. So it'll be very interesting. We're obviously very excited about this to the better offensive linemen that we have coming back. But Coming in cold against uh, Bosa, who has the concussion, I assume he's going to play, but a front seven that can really rush the passer, I'm a little concerned. This is what I was talking about where you were like, you were concerned, and I'm like, yeah, this is where I'm concerned, is our very talented offensive line, but going up against a team that has been in playoff mode for the last two months for yeah, the most part uh, yeah. and getting after the quarterback. So, Kyle, how do you feel about that? Because that's that's – Probably my biggest concern. On that I'm not. I'm not too worried about the aspect of you know the O line being rusty or that they won't be able to get up. Like they're gonna have, they're gonna have Lambo behind them. I think they'll be just fine. But yeah, I am worried about that Niners front four because they don't blitz very often right. because they don't need to. Right, and they're able to just get home with four. Uh, that is going to be really the the biggest determinant for how well the Packers move the ball. Um, like if, if they can run the ball and keep the four, the front four sort of, you know, playing the line instead of being able to just pin their ears back, I think that will help a ton. Also, yeah, Bosa still in concussion protocol. Um, cause he's, he is a game wrecker, like mm-hmm. truly. And even if he's, I mean, even him at 80% is capable of, you know, two and a half sacks. So, uh, they, they don't blitz much. And I, I hope they do because then Rodgers will just gash him that way. But yeah, that is that is the biggest concern 
matchup wise for the offense is that that front four because yeah they they're able to to create a ton of pressure with just four right absolutely and that's what we always hear when you know we talk about Rodgers or whatever weakness he could have it is when we play a team that only rushes four or you know the Tampa two you know that type of shit so a little concerning it's weird and uh, I'm gonna knock on wood but this year even with all the injuries and we've talked about it ad nauseum and nauseam. That's like the word of yeah, the season. Yeah, that's twice now you said that. Good yeah. shit. But, but we haven't had, like you said, a game where it's been wrecked by a pass rush this year. A lot of times in the past, even yeah. the last two seasons, we get those games where Rodgers gets a little crab walkie. Maybe it happened against the Saints. <laughs> crab walkie. Where there's just that little extra hesitation and he gets a little too parallel than really looking downfield. That's one of the things I'm concerned with. But, you know, if... I don't think it comes to haunt us in this game, even though if it's going to happen, I don't know, it could happen next week again. But yeah, think, I mean, thinking back games. even just to the first half of the Lions game, where with Josh and Bakhtiari back, like that was, and we mentioned it after, you know, the episode after that is like how even just in those limited snaps, you could kind of tell how much more comfortable Rodgers felt, how much longer he was holding onto the ball mm-hmm. in the yep. pocket. Yep. And yeah, if he's able to do that, like there's, Cobb and Devontae will get open and it's, it's it's really all about containing Bosa and Armstead those are the two main guys but I know they I mean they just shit out stud D linemen yeah. the Niners do they, I mean yes. they're like like their D line coach is like the Stenovich of yeah. of them like they just they they just pump them out like crazy and uh yeah I just yeah if he if, if we can avoid the crab walking without you know him getting sacked, I, I think yeah. he'll be able to, to get guys open because, again, that secondary is their weak point. A fast start, I feel like, will be important to him. You can say that about every freaking game, but... Which, I it, mean, it, it, it's tough to say for this team because we know how their first quarters go. I know. Well, against the Lions, you know, we walked down there true. and scored right away, but for... Then again, it is the 2-14 and 14 Detroit Lions. Right, it, but it's weird, too, because I... Th- I feel like the Niners are going to come up with an early lead. Like we've talked in at the beginning of Matt's career, it seemed like we were better at this where when we were in those, you know, predetermined plays, um, the first 15 plays of the game, the Packers seemed to really roll at the beginning of games in 2019. And that's kind of faded a bit. So a hot yeah. start here, especially getting some points on the board to slow that pass rush a little bit would be huge. I'm hoping for that. Yeah. I just, oh, Matt, Please, please, please don't forget to run the ball. Please. Perfect segue. Uh, Next thing, Kyle, you know, key to the game. How do we use the running backs in this game? The NFC Championship game last year, too, was weird. After Aaron Jones got hurt in the second half, Jamal Williams took most of the carries. A.J. Dillon only had three in the second half, which I kind of understand because he was a rookie, but also it's like, I don't know. It's a different season now either way, but... We've talked about a lot, too. How are we going to use these running backs, getting both of them on the field at the same time? We're bringing in, or, well, I guess we're bringing them in, the Niners from California. It's going to be very cold. A.J. Dillon, this is kind of setting up to be what we've been wanting and hoping for, for bringing this big, you know, bruising power back into the system. Maybe get a little screen game going, too, because they've been very successful out of the backfield, catching the ball, and that's something else that would help slow the pass rush. But I don't know. I'm looking for I, it would be nice to not have to rely on Rodgers in this game. But at the same 
time. The Niners have a very good rushing defense as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I'm looking forward to that. My, yeah, my my philosophy is just if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like the way Matt has been using the running backs all year. I think has been has been great. We've we've had our qualms of like, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I wish Aaron would have gotten you know four more carries, and maybe AJ should have got yeah. three more carries here. Like whatever, that's just nitpicking bullshit. Like I think the 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 uh, God, what's the word? Just the flow, the disperse the the yeah, disparity. I don't know of between the two yeah. touches. I think has been really well balanced throughout the year, and I think um, so too. Yeah, you like you mentioned. Uh, the screens we haven't really seen a lot of. The only screens we've really seen have been just Deguara. those little those, that or <laughs> yeah. like a, a little smoke screen to the wide receiver, a little yeah. bubble screen. But like actual halfback screen, we have not seen in a while. And you know maybe that's the thing that's gonna get a bunch of chunk plays and and throw the Niners D off their toes. Yeah, we'll see. One more little stat here. I believe Bill Huber pulled this up. Packers are the number one short yardage team in football. Ooh. In third and one, they have converted over ninety percent of the time. Wow! Once again, ninety percent. That's I wonder how really many, impressive. I wonder how many of those are passes versus runs too. Because I wouldn't be surprised if if we pass more. Way out more of that. majority of our passes. Yeah, it's usually like, oh, what do you know? Devontae's open on an out route. Yeah. You know, it's usually that shit. So we'll see. Once again, this is. Cookie cutter made for AJ Dillon. Have a good game. Aaron Jones was the better back when we played the Niners week three, two. He had like a 4.5 yards per carry, but doesn't matter. But again, the it was probably what 68 degrees then. Right. Yeah, <laughs> very good point. Um, last key point for Packers offense versus this defense. Turnovers are important. Mm, is Aaron, that Aaron Rodgers sure? is important? Yeah. So turnovers are. Yeah, I looked this up. So the last. Two playoff losses, which were, if you don't remember, NFC don't, Championship don't, games. Don't, 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 don't. The Packers had a combined five turnovers in those games. The Packers in Jesus. 2020 altogether had 11 turnovers, and this year they had 10 total. So that just shows you how out of... Sorry, say that again. Packer, Packers had five turnovers against the Bucks and against the Niners. Com- or, yeah. Each? combined okay so it was like it was two last year and it was three against uh yeah you get it so just this past year over the entire season the packers only had 10 overs 10 turnovers total wow so it's sticking to what we do you know we watching the nfc championship game in last year rogers had the pick which uh you know lazard got held and aaron jones Mm -hmm. had the Mm -hmm. fumble so if we can just not turn over the ball that would be uh, pretty important in the two playoff wins that the Packers have had over the last two years. They didn't turn over the ball once. That's one of the things. And something else to talk about here, too. Aaron Rodgers, you know, we kind of need to see Superman Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs again. Hope we, don't, we hope we don't need to see it. But NFC Championship game last year, you know, we got three turnovers in the second half. We weren't able to capitalize on those mm. points. We really haven't seen him put on that Superman cape since the 2016 uh, run, run, the table. run the table year. So I don't know. It's And especially this season, we don't know what next season holds. It's kind of that time for Rodgers to take hold of his you know legacy in this game. Yes. And you know if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously not an idiot. So you don't need yeah. us to tell you that turnovers are important in a football game but i mean it's probably it's probably right that we mentioned it just because of yeah turnovers are pretty much everything in a football game and uh you know we talk about rogers putting on the cape 
I'm thinking, you know, at the same time, you look at the other side, Jimmy Garoppolo, like when it's time for oh, him, when oh, it's time for him to make oh. a big throw. If, I'm if you don't think that's a key that we're gonna talk yeah. about for the for the defense. Like, when it's time for him to make a make a big throw with especially with a ripped up shoulder and a ripped up thumb, yeah. Like I think he, he's gonna give us one or two for sure. I'm hoping, God, I'm maybe even predicting that oh. to happen. I'm, oh. I'm not, but we'll see. But yeah, that's what I got for the offense for the Packers going into this game. Kyle, do you have anything else to add here? Just like I said, Matt, don't forget to run the ball. Don't forget to run the ball. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the tight ends too, you know. The the, the they are the biggest wild card out yeah. of everything on the offense. Except, except Big Dog. Yeah. Big, you're, you're good for <laughs> a handful, handful of pancakes and uh, two receptions for 17 yards. For sure. And with that, we will have a quick commercial break. All right, and we're back. <laughs> what a fantastic um, product, service, ad. Kyle, love anything it. else to... Big fan of that love them. product I've, and or service. I've bought several of those... Whether I it's gave a product him, gave or them out to my friends insurance. and family. Yeah. Yep. All right. Moving on to the Packers defense versus the Niners offense. Once again, I mean, all these stats are pretty similar. Packers defense, 10th in passing yards, 11th in rushing defense, 9th in yards overall, 14th in scoring. The most misleading stat is obviously, if you had to guess, our rush defense, although we are 11th in overall rushing yards allowed this year, which is, you know, pretty solid, almost top 10. Uh, we are 31st in yards per carry, giving up 4.7. Oh, wow. Very bad. The only worst team, I believe, is the Steelers, who gave up five yards a carry. Oh, wow. That um, that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Oh, see. Oh, now I'm looking at my notes. Scott. That's where I wrote, I'm a little worried. <laughs> oh, wow. Because, uh, you know, biggest thing about that is Debo Samuel. We'll, talk, we'll get into that. Um, but Niners offense, 12th in passing, 4th in rushing, 7th in yards per game, 13th in points per game. Their offense has some weapons. Uh, Debo Samuel, obviously, is the biggest guy to talk about. Voted first-team All-Pro. Best receiver in football after the catch. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is their running back. I believe when we faced them week three, Sturmans was the lead guy. Elijah Mitchell is uh, averaging 4.7 yards a carry. Pretty pretty solid guy overall for a rookie especially. Kittle has been banged up most of the year, but he's still one of the best, you know, blocking slash receiving tight ends in the league. Probably mm-hmm. the most well-rounded tight end in the league, mm-hmm. perhaps. Brandon Ayuk, uh, second second year player, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, started slow, but he did finish with 826 yards and five touchdowns. They are the 13th most sacked team in the NFL, so kind of average, and they did not give up a sack against the Cowboys. Hmm. So moving on, first key point here, kind of mentioned it right off the bat, the defense versus Debo Samuel. First thing to talk about, Devondre Campbell, might as well bring this up, voted to uh, his first All-Pro, which is, or, you know, first, uh, yeah, first yeah, team All-Pro. First team all not, pro. He, like Roger said, he got the Bakhtiari. Yeah. Made All-Pro, not Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Nice little story, too, with Matt you know, breaking down the team, telling them that Rogers, Devontae, and Devondre Campbell made the Pro Bowl. Rogers said, or God, you know, the All Pro team. Uh, Rogers said he got a little misty eyed even because Devondre, you know, talked about how nice it's been that he feels like he's part of a family coming to that locker room oh, and how accepting yeah. they've been, all that. So, fuck yeah, all that nice, you know, Disney story, warm, warm fuzzy feelings. But it's not he, bullshit, Spence. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We always build whatever. Love Devondre Campbell, and once again, you know. 
at the beginning of the year, we kept saying, what is he the best inside linebacker since? We were like, <laughs> Desmond Bishop Nick or Barnett, AJ you know, Hawk, whoever. And it's literally Ray Nitschke. <laughs> He's the first all pro Packers inside linebacker since Ray Nitschke, who, if you didn't know, That's amazing. he played in the first two Super Bowls and is probably the most football looking football player of I all I mean, time. come on. Like, I'm not. Like I, I've I've had some pretty horrific blunders on is Kyle an idiot <laughs> yeah. about you know Packers history, but like come on, if you're a Packers fan, you you gotta know who Ray Nitschke is. I mean, even just the name, like I mean, you should even know his number by heart too. But yeah, come on, the yeah the number sixty six too. It's just so menacing. There's yes, it's one of my favorite jerseys to own. It's like the old ass, you know, Ray especially Nitschke. for that jersey design. Yes, so damn old school. Yes, probably that- look a little weird on the modern jersey but yeah that's a good point as um, a linebacker at least yeah but i guess talking once again present day debo samuel like we're talking about number one worry for you know attacking this offense yep need to stop him and he plays all over the field like i said best uh most yards per catch in the league 18.2 yards per catch jesus but his yards per, guess what his yards per carry is kyle <sighs> god i bet it's something ridiculous i bet it's in the fives 5.4. Oh, my God. It's in the sixes. 6.2. His <laughs> RAS I mean, that score, obviously leads the league, right? With, like, a certain minimum I would attempts. think. I didn't look up how many carries he has, but, I mean, that's got to be up there for it's whatever gotta. minimum you, you want to look at. He's, yeah. Obviously, the Packers have struggled against speed this year, too. He's a very explosive player. He isn't, like, extremely, extremely fast, but he, according to his RAS score, has an elite explosive rate, hmm. which is, you know, something to be concerned about. Uh, like I said, Packers have struggled in the running game. You wonder what uh, what Jair's role is going to be. He did match up against him quite a bit week three. He did get scored on one of the few touchdowns he's allowed. Oh yeah, in the last few that was years. A, I remember that. That was a weird play. Yeah, so it's yeah. I I don't know what they're going to do, but he is you know enemy number one. Yes. in my book, going into this game, and a little concerned too because they play a lot of eleven personnel, some more heavy sets which could mean Chris Barnes playing more of a role out in, this. in space, trying to tackle Debo. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little concerned about that. Like if I could pick one game for Chris Barnes to have the game of his life, it would be this game. Cause he seems to either play very, very well or struggle Dreadful. quite a bit. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of scary that yeah, Debo is option number one and it's like their option two and three are, well, option two is elite for sure, and then you know Kittle. option yeah Kittle, and then three Ayuk, who's really come on. I mean, weirdly in the doghouse to start the year. Shanahan does that a lot. It was a weird. He does thing. that every year with at least one receiver. And then yeah, I as mean, soon as he was a player like Pettis, I think. Yep, I remember year. that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they. I mean, God, they got weapons on offense, but once again, it comes down to a man who's supposed to deliver the ball to them with a ripped up shoulder and a ripped up thumb. Yes, we're God, I'm hoping hoping we'll get some gifts from him. But yeah, so stop him, stop Kittle, whatever. I'm still a little worried. I'm more worried about, you know, in years past, I'd be more worried about Kittle just because he's a physical presence. Mm-hmm. And I mean, God, the Mark Andrews game doesn't really yep. make you feel any better. But just the way this team's been playing, Debo is a huge matchup. Yeah, shit, that reminds me. I, I'm sure... Uh... Mr. Shanahan is probably watching a ton of that Ravens film to see how he can use Kittle because, yeah, whatever whatever the game plan was for Joe Barry, I, I hope he, he modifies it for uh, for Kittle. 
Yeah, and like I said then, too, we had it was nice we had those struggles. I guess we'll see long-term here what the results are, but we had that big game, and then even the games where we've been ran all over, you know, Nick Chubb. At least we got those out of the way, so it's like, okay, let's see if we can fix this. Also puts it on the tape for everyone else, but right. rather have that happen then, and we don't have another eight attempt uh, <laughs> for eight. Jimmy G throwing in this game. Uh, like we kind of talked about there, too, Packers rush versus the Niners runners. It's ironic that uh, <laughs> the week we're probably getting Z back. We're going up against the Niners. <laughs> you know, the, wh- set the edge. The big thing, yeah, with the Smith brothers <laughs> and that first NFC championship game with these guys was setting the edge. Mm-hmm. It's kind of come apart a little bit of late. So hopefully they can still maintain that in this game. Um I don't know. What What do you think? I don't think we're going to see too much of Z, but Elijah Mitchell is a decent running back, too. Do you think we have enough to hold up? Should we, did we talk about Kingsley? I Kiki? was just going to say, like, we, we haven't even mentioned the sort of surprising. I mean, I'm very yeah. surprised news yeah. that yet. Kingsley Kiki was cut a couple hours ago. Um hadn't played since that Baltimore game. I believe so. Was a healthy scratch against the Browns, so... And you like you posted the thing, the exchange with Kenny, how he you know had to talk to him, and you know say he's he's a part of this or when, whatever. When he was inactive against the Browns, a healthy scratch, it was brought up that it was a personal matter. And so. then when you factor in like the depth behind Kenny, mm-hmm. it it it. I mean, how do you come to any other conclusion that this was not football related? You know, like it. it I I I I imagine there was some sort of off the field issue yeah, or so it wasn't football i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah like okay. you like you look at all the facts and it, it's pretty obvious that this was not football related but obviously we don't know for sure yeah um but i i don't know yeah we'll see it's, it's i just just with the lack of depth behind kenny is why i'm so surprised by it well you know what that but well it kind of sucks because that anderson guys who we've called up from the practice squad but god you'd wouldn't it be something if the trash can full of dirt came came creeping up <laughs> I mean, he hasn't again? been active all year, has he? He's been yeah. active a couple games, but yeah, you know, we signed Anderson on the practice squad a couple weeks ago, and he's been called up a couple times, so he's probably going to be the one who will suit up. But yeah, very weird. I wonder if we'll ever actually hear what happened with Kiki. Kind of feel for uh, Bane Gary, too, because that is like his best friend. Yeah. Team, so. Oh, yeah, and there, that was the other. I mean, all of the – I've seen all the tweets about, you know <clears> – <throat> excuse me, beat report reporters asking coaches about Kiki and all of them are like very, very short and concise with their answers. Like, Nope, not getting into personnel with you. Like, Nope. Yeah. So you can kind of tell it's, it's probably not football related. Yeah. We might find, maybe he'll, it'll pop up some type of suspension in the coming months, but mm. nothing really to talk about too much. Now, last thing with the Packers run D two that I'll mention, it kind of goes along with Kittle is big thing too, with this matchup, which is different in years past, or at least in 2019. We don't have Will Redman or Blake Martinez on this defense. Yes, so that's one last thing. That's to worry huge about. addition by subtraction, as they say. The last key to talk about for the uh, Niners' offense going against their defense. We've talked about it a little bit already. Jimmy G versus the secondary <laughs> and versus the cold. Jimmy G tried his best to throw away the game last week, and I don't understand why this. Na- a lot of like older national media guys make so many excuses for Jimmy G, like. Jimmy Johnson was like, I don't know what's going on. And everyone else is like... It's handsome privilege. If, yeah, that's probably what it, what it is. He looks like a quarterback, I guess, and they win games. It's like if you're looking at the you know scores every week, you're probably like, yeah, he's a good quarterback. But 
he's every time you're watching him, it's just little ducks and bad decisions. Try to throw that game away. Um, I think these corners are going to be going for the ball, you know, a little bit. Razul. And that's what I have in there, too. Razul Douglas, especially, who is just a ball hawk. You know he's been watching film all week to find these little tells. <laughs> 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. If someone's getting a pick in this game, I got to think Please. it's going to be Razul Douglas. Please. Oh, I want it so bad. It's nice to go up. You know, he's probably the worst quarterback remaining in the playoffs right now, which. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, we always said like Jamal Williams was a great glue guy. You know, he brought everyone together a little bit and mm-hmm. helped in little ways you don't think. I feel like Jimmy G is just like like shit old Elmer's glue that isn't really holding things. Because <laughs> he's, he's kind of the thing that mixes the drink, you know, just, you know, checking out of runs and stuff and having to deliver the ball to Debo and yeah. kill in different ways. But he's not good. So maybe things could fall apart in this game. Yeah, I um well all his teammates talk about him with with high regard and you know they say they and well I guess broadcasters say that but you know how can, how much can you really trust them? Right. Um but I, I kind of feel bad for everyone that's watching it on the broadcast cuz yeah, Jimmy G kind of has an annoying cadence. It's kind of high pitched. Pretty annoying. <sighs> I don't remember what he's who, But I hate the guys who football, football 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 or is it is that what it is too? The football 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 that's a cadence. I don't. Yeah. I don't think or Monday, so. Monday, Monday, Monday. But now that I think about it, like we're gonna be so loud at Lambo that you won't even. They're gonna have to go to silent count. So, I hope disregard so. what I just said. There's been a you know quite the effort to keep those tickets in the hands of Packer fans. So hopefully we find. Yeah. Out shout out to happens. what's his name? Kyle Kuzvina. The, the the mayor, mayor of Green Bay. That's I mean Big mayor. after Twitter what mayor. he's been what he's been doing this week, he's absolutely deserved that title. Um, and if you don't know, he has taken it upon himself to prevent uh, Packers fans to selling tickets to Niners fans. So go, he's, tr- he's, he's basically like a, a liaison mm. for he's like a, he's like a human ticket master, but he's <laughs> only, he's only selling to, or he's only connecting Packers fans to Packers fans. And that's just, that's brilliant. It warms my heart and you're, you're doing the Lord's work. So thank you. Yes. Big oh, his name's Kyle. Yeah. Huh. Makes sense. Now I kind of regret that he got. But yes. Uh, <laughs> other thing to think about, both their tackles are pretty damn good. It's, you know, there's a lot of things talking about with attacking this offense. I'm really not even that concerned about getting pressure on Jimmy G. I'm more so concerned about stopping the that's run, it. That's stopping it. Debo. And because I feel like he's going to make mistakes either way. Big reason for that. The other thing, like I mentioned, Jimmy G versus the cold. Kyle, I don't know if you saw this, but Jimmy G1 is injured. Obviously, like we said, it's going to be 15 degrees. Jimmy G, so he's from Illinois, you know, played high school there, whatever. Sure. He allegedly hasn't thrown a football when it's under 40 degrees in his pro career. What? Even when he was with the Patriots, he only came in for three snaps, and there were, like, kneel downs in games that were under 40 degrees. So this wow. dude hasn't, and we're talking wow. 15 degrees. The wind chill, like we said, is going to be near zero. Where did he go? To college, didn't he go to like Eastern Illinois? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, something like that. So, well, so even then, Holy well, shit. he must have then. I think it's more of in the NFL, NFL okay. and he has been in the league for what seven years now, probably at least six, yeah. six, seven years. So, and that, yeah, that, and now that just kind of, you know, makes me feel another disadvantage for them is that yeah, they're they're practicing in California all week, so they don't even get mm-hmm. you know the only time they're going to be able to you know get a feel for the cold and throw it is pregame warmups. So. 
Yeah, holy shit, advantage Green Bay. A short week, too. I That was one of the things, like, I think the Niners were, I think we talked about last week, too, one of the last teams we really wanted to match up against in the divisional round. But on a short week, it does make you feel a little bit better, especially when they've been stretched these last two and, months in and, playoff mode. And so banged up in, yes. in that Cowboys game, too. So, yeah, holy shit. We'll see. I... Like I said, stop the run and see what Jimmy G does. Just, Joe, don't overthink it, man. Like, make Jimmy G beat us, please. Just I, sell out the run and make Jimmy G make tough throws. I'm, I'm, I, that's probably what I've said for the, the three or four times we faced the Niners on this podcast. God, yeah. I, that's probably what I've said every single time. I actually <laughs> yeah. guarantee that's what I've said. Just make Jimmy yeah. G beat you. And that's never been the case because well, one of them was eight. Yeah, God, it's weird, too, because with Mike Pettin, we always talked about, ah, uh, you know, when he goes up against shitty QBs is when he pads the stats. And it's like, well, except for the Niners. They're yeah. like the one team that always would, you know, have his number. And so I, and I saw a stat where it was like uh, the Packers – I think defended like or packed the box the least amount in the league. Yeah. And the Niners faced the most packed boxes in the league. And like if I saw that stat and Petten was our coordinator, I'd I would be scared shitless because you know that yeah. even even seeing that stat, like you just know, okay, well Petten's not gonna change a damn thing and he's still gonna go with light boxes. But I have hope with Barry. He he's shown that he he's not stubborn and not an idiot to to be able to adjust his 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 scheme to hopefully pack the box and yeah just make Jimmy G beat us for sure and I've this is dumb I've even thought about like DMing someone on the beat or who is part of like the Zoom pressers with coach because I someone should ask him I'm curious maybe it has I watch most of the pressers whatever if Lafleur has been more involved in the defensive game planning going into this game, because you look at the losses the last two years afterwards, you know, it's mm. Matt was upset with certain things that they did. There was the end of the half last year too, which apparently, you know, he got involved with a little bit the year before that, obviously, I mean, you can't, 280, whatever yards. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't very happy about that. And it was like, we got to stop the run. I don't know what the focus was. So I wonder if he is a little bit more involved in the game plan on the defense this week. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, and it, it it's probably just more philosophical where he's yes. probably not like, you know, oh, all right on second and sevens, we're going to do this. Like, it's probably more like, Hey, Joe, stop the <laughs> fucking run, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, last thing talking about Jimmy G and Niners offense here. Once again, got to bring up these stats. Of the Packers' last four playoff games, they only forced a turnover against the Bucks. Didn't force any against the Seahawks or Rams even. So it's, I don't know, it, it's kind of weird that we haven't forced these playoff turnovers in games, but especially against Jimmy G, it's like, can we yeah. get something going on defense? We've earned it at this point. Please, for the love of God, one nice performance and get us to the you know next step here. With, uh, God, with I mean, we haven't even mentioned it really in in depth yet but with all of this uh these guys coming back with Zadarius and merciless we haven't even meant i mean that's yeah, just that, unreal I mean, unreal that it, was it, shocking it defines, I, I never used the word shocking that was shocking <laughs> yeah you really don't it defies human biology I, I i simply don't understand how that is physically possible tore his bicep in october and now he's apparently he told like it wasn't everyone in november 
Oh, uh, me. I thought it was the end of October. You I could, just kept you seeing right. two months and yeah. And it, apparently, he was telling everyone within the locker room, the coaching staff, "I'm going to be back." I'm be Which back. is crazy because okay, sure. we, I mean, we we didn't ever even got you know sort of a, an inkling of that where it's like, oh, so like even in like you know December or something, there was no report of like, oh, Whitney Merciless is on track to right. If, yeah. Like we never even got any sort of hint. So that everyone just assumed. Yeah. I, he might have even been there, like working on the side. And reporters are like, he's not. Gonna <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come on. Okay, buddy. Use those characters in this <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, but yeah, my point is, like, getting all that depth back. Preston playing as well as he is. Rashawn. I mean, the 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 under the hood numbers of what he's done this year. Like, yeah, number two in pressures. Elite. Yeah. So I think they're able, if they're able to, you know, take a page out of the Niners playbook and just get home with four. I think the turnovers will come, and for sure, with all of that that depth on the outside, I think they'll they'll make Jimmy G's life hell. It would be nice, and this is fairy tale, fair, fairy tale, fairy tale world. If we can get out to an early lead, say two touchdowns right away or something, and then we can like come up with some fucking stupid like back in the yes. day. I, re- I don't know if you remember the psycho package where we get. What if we got like both Smith brothers, Rashawn and Merciless, out there for whatever reason on mm-hmm. a third and long? It would be like. Yes, period. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yeah, because if it's like, you know, Packers go up 7-0 somehow miraculously in the first quarter. You know, Niners come out, 3-0. and out, Packers go down 10-0. And then all of a sudden, you know, Niners feel a little pressure. They're pressing a little bit. And then that interception to 17-0, game over. Then then it's like Niners can't run the ball. That's it. Yep. Uh, that's obviously ideal scenario, but. I would that's so. that's that's fairy tale fairy tan <laughs> crossing our fingers for a fairy tan <laughs> fairy here. tan ending yeah. uh, last thing to talk about the special teams both of these teams do not have good special teams i'll run over nice very quickly last week the niners got beat on a fake that are roughing the kicker and a couple bad punt returns robbie gould is gould gold gould, yeah yeah god i don't know why i mean hold on look at this it, it's an uglier word than how you say this it. is a great opportunity to laugh at the bears though I yeah. mean, why did they ever cut him? Yeah, it, it it's weird, with, especially kicker shit. It's funny with special teams because I've talked about it in the past too with like we were going to have Rizzi as the special teams coordinator. It's like a million more dollars. And it's kind of the same thing with the Bears and the kicker. Like, just fucking pay him. What are <laughs> yeah. you doing? And then, well, it cost him a, a playoff run. So, hell yeah. yeah. Rotten. That, I still don't think that team is very good. No, but, no. Yeah, uh, Gould has been good this year. Crosby has improved of late. Uh, both coverage units are suspect on punt return. It sounds like David Moore is going to be the punt returner. Um, uh, Drayton today said that there will be new and old faces back there. Once again, I... What uh, in the hell does that even mean? That, Can we just have one face back there? No, Kyle, that is the answer you want, though. That is hopefully... I mean, come on. How it, how much is it really going to change the Niners' plan if they know who's receiving back there? I don't. I oh, mean, I think if they if they think Amari Rodgers is going to be back there, I am doing anything to try to rattle him. But like, I mean, we don't even think Amari Rodgers is going to be back there. If, Dude, if, if I don't he know is back there, that he's is, been given so many chances already. I, I wouldn't work, be shocked. That is workplace negligence, and I will see Absolutely. Marie straighten in court. Well, I will see him in court. We've talked about how bad he's done this year, so would it really be that surprising if he keeps doing shit like that? I, but yes, yeah, I, you better lawyer up, buddy. <laughs> I digress. Hopefully, we see more back there. I'm sure he'll get moved up. He was protected on the practice squad this week. Uh, other thing to talk about: Bojo. He needs to. He needs to be a good punter. 
yeah. early on in the year. It's kind of like J.K. early on, where he was really booming punts that first month as a rookie, and then kind of tailed off. Boho has been pretty good overall. He's been better than J.K., but yeah, especially think, in the cold, I mean, he's had a couple. Do you think it's like bad. something to do with yeah the punters? psyche because like yeah it was the same cycle as jk where it's like holy yeah. shit like this guy is a legitimate weapon and then i don't know kind of just faded away and, and he now was, it's like he played for buffalo last year i don't think he played in many cold games actually i think ryan wood pointed that out but you would think God, he'd shit, be fine that's why buffalo cut him yeah well i i honestly think the reason why they cut him is the holding thing like that was brought up as oh. a problem and they have a Pro Bowl punter anyway, so who But, like, cares? I felt like the first six weeks of the season, we wouldn't shut the hell up about I know punter. He was People were joking that he was the best player in the league, <laughs> yeah. you know, or on the team, I should say. You know, in the Saints game, I think he was the only real good player, but <laughs> yeah. we'll see. Cross my fingers, knocking on wood. No shanks in this game. That's pretty much all I'm asking. Yep. No big returns. Just be okay Just all around. Just get it on the other side of the field. Yes. Um, the bare minimum. Uh, that's all I have for breaking down this game. We'll have our predictions. Really, really good, thorough analysis, Spence. I, well I was, done. I was up very Everyone clap for Spence. Two. Wherever you are, just a little golf Thank clap you. if that's Kyle all you can clapping. afford. You can't hear it, but he is clapping. Or a, a thunderous clap if you're, you know, pumped up. I'm pumped up. Yeah, and keep getting pumped up because guess what, Kyle? What? Commercial break. Oh? I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right, we are back. Uh, great service again. Wow, two ads this week. <laughs> Playoffs. Maybe we're going to have more eyeballs and ear balls. Earball, yeah, yeah, eardrums. That's what's in your balls. Mm-hmm. Ears. Here we go. Kyle is Kyle an idiot for the week. Oh. Record for this year doesn't matter. You know, this is playoffs now, so every week matters yeah. individually. Uh, so. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Not I, was gonna, I was trying to make like a winner go home thing, but it's kind of tough with three opportunities. So whatever. All right, Kyle. Ooh, I only have two questions written down. Let's see if I can come up with a third. All right, Kyle. First mm. is kind of a question. Kyle, when was the last time the Packers played a playoff game at Lambeau under 20 degrees? Mm, that's kind of tough because, I mean, uh, under 20 degrees, I mean, that was probably the last one. Um, the Rams. No, that wasn't that cold. She wasn't that cold at all. The Bucks. Uh, I guess I'll go with the the divisional Seahawks game that I was at. Nope, you are wrong. It is all the way back to the wild card game against the Giants in 2016. Last year. Oh, I was at that game too. <laughs> if you remember, while well, you're at the games, uh, Rams and Bucks, I think it was right around 30 for both of those games. And it was like 40 for that Seahawks game too, the year before that. So we haven't really had any yeah. cool playoff games since. Shit. And the actually, Cobb now that I think game. about it, that Giants, that Giants pack tailgate was a doozy. Holy shit. And we got there early. I was there too. That, that was, was a, a long one. That was, yeah, I think I got there later. You know, I like. Only having a few beverages, so I can really enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I drove home after the game too, which is always whoa. Tough. I I literally had like two beers, canceled one, whatever. Doesn't matter. I was fine. I had a breath. Well, I had a, nothing matters. <laughs> this is a podcast. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. here is satire. Really nothing. Out nothing there. is real. <laughs> okay. Second question. I have two numbers written down here. I remember what this question was. It's a tough one, but whatever. You need a question, Kyle. Who has more sacks over the last three seasons? Zadarius Smith or Preston Smith? 
Ooh, that is tough. I mean, just because Preston played, whatever, 15, 16 more games this year. Oh, see, and that's how I think you're going to trick me, a little shit. Okay, um, that's awfully rude to just assume I'm a little shit. <laughs> no, 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 I know you're a little shit. Oh, okay. I'm assuming you're trying to trick me. Okay, that's fair. Yes, you're right, I am. <laughs> um, um, I just, I, I'm going to go Preston. It is Zadarius Smith, and this is why I kind of had this as a placeholder and then forgot to replace it. Zadarius has 26 sacks. God, because what did he have his first? Preston yeah. has 25. He only had four sacks in 2020. He's got nine. Yeah, Zadarius really went wild his first year here. Oh, both he? both years he had like 12 or 13, 14 God, sacks. But yeah, um, that was a tough one. Sorry, sorry about that, Kyle. I had to do it. Last one, Kyle. Who? This is a nice little fun, different one. Kyle, what Packers 2021 draft pick has the least amount of snaps on the season? 2021. So that'd be this, this year, year, this yep. rookie class? Yep. I'll give you a clue. He only has one snap. Why am I completely blanking on our... I, I can't even remember our first round pick. Stokes? Oh, duh. Um... And obviously, this is someone drafted within the seven rounds. Yep. Not undrafted. Okay. He only has one snap. I, I don't even think I have a guess. Um, Think Disney. Disney, Florida. Think think Disney, feeling warm feelings of stupid storylines and narratives. And, uh, you know, just, um, wow. Amari. A, you know, a kid just growing up. Uh, oh man, I want to play football, and I want to play football for a team. It's really uh, close, just really close to where I am and where I'm growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm a white guy. It's a, probably an old lineman. I'm then. growing up. Uh, growing up, I'm a kid, and now I'm playing football. These, these. I mean, you're just repeating the same hint. Pretty over much, and over. I'm running out, and now I don't know uh, what else. I, I don't say. even think I have a guess. Is I he an old lineman? Here. I'm an offensive lineman. Playing for the Packers. I was drafted. I was in the uh, sixth round. God, what the hell is his name? There's there's three kind of names almost. You know, it's it's uh he's only played one. You put it all together. He played in the Vikings game late in the season. He's been on the practice squad most of the time this year. He played college in Wisconsin as as well. Um I think you're just blanking on the name. I am. It is it no. Yeah, I got nothing. Cole Van Lannen. Van, uh, <laughs> mm. Yeah, kind of a you know back end player. He hasn't. He only had one. Still snap. on the team. Yep. Still, I can't remember if he. I think he got moved Damn up it. from the practice squad, uh, so he could suit up against the Vikings at home, Wisconsin kid. But yes, uh, Cole Van Lannen is the one. Only one snap, least amount of snaps out of everyone on the team. Isaiah McDuffie has more than him. Well, that is not good. I just went zero three. I don't think I've done that this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah, not the best vibes. Uh, well, well, that's fine, Kyle. Let's we can get the vibes. You know, rip, slip, whatever. Reverse no, yeah. it. Go ahead. Elliot. Reverse it. There you that go. That was perfect. That is, that, those <laughs> are the Elliot. Yeah. Kyle, are you ready? Uh, very briefly here, quickly. You know, we got to keep in this mindset. We got more time here to talk about it. 
best playoff moments oh. draft oh. for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you know, I think we'll do three each. You know, once again, Kyle and I, I am 29 years old. Kyle, what are you, like 25, 26? 26. Yeah, you're, 26. You're but a baby. Well. So we'll have. I know a thing or two about a thing or two. That's a, uh, Lowe's? That's uh, like a Lowe's no, tagline. I'm actually an idiot. I don't I don't know anything. Yeah, well you were this week. So Kyle, we'll have our best playoff moments. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? It could be it could be a game, it could be a play, it could be whatever you want. We're very loosey goosey here. Because I know you'll have some exotic number one overall pick. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, first, you know, there's no other way to do it. This is one of my first Packer memories. I think it is. I I'm not even sure if I remember watching it, but I remember it happening and like I couldn't escape it. And I wasn't a big, huge football fan at the time, but it was a very, very cool thing. And that was in 2003 Packers going up against the Seattle Seahawks mm. at Lambeau Field against one Matt Hasselback mm. coming back to his old team in overtime, obviously says we want the ball and we're going to score. It might not have even been the first drive, but I think it was. I'm going to go along with that for you know all intents and purposes. I think it was, actually. Al Harris, one of my all-time favorite Packers. Shout out to my mom for getting an Al Harris jersey for 50 cents at a garage sale oh, like five years ago. Oh, what a steal. The best, yes. Um, picks off the ball, returns it for a touchdown in overtime. Packers obviously win. Awesome, awesome. Great moment. pick. And I, I think that was the first drive because that was obviously before the rule. Like All you needed was three in overtime yes like you know offense didn't get the ball so yeah great pick i think that's one of my like first ever football memories it's just i mean i was eight years old i think and it's just one of those things where i just thought it was so badass like pick sixing it after you said that bullshit we're gonna score <laughs> yeah. i remember even as a kid like oh fuck this guy yeah i once again it's one of those early memories where i'm like a dumb fan where i remember going to packers.com every day like refreshing looking for stories and it's like spencer you can just go to like the milwaukee journal sentinel and find <laughs> other people writing about it but another thing along that was i cut out from espn the magazine the like fit they, they'd have like three pictures yes full pages and one was al harris with the finger up and i cut that out and put it up on my wall yes because i was a good little boy you that's know, a great just cutting one things on the magazines kyle a what good is little your spenny. first playoff um, moment mine was i would say your first pick I because should. i because i was there Ooh. and and this is because this is your draft pick too yes yes oh. yeah and they're just such a it's just such a legendary moment it's such a rare play when it works uh, but that would be the Hail Mary to Cobb against yeah. the Giants. Yeah, I was there too. Like yep. it's just it's just like I, just, I I I can just even with my eyes open, I can see that play in front of me because I was at like the the thirty five yard line probably. It's too bad you weren't in your normal spots for that. Yeah, well no, because I was thinking like I, I think oh, I no, liked yeah, that view because I got like I was in the very it was like was basically at midfield of that play. Mm -hmm. So like I just saw everything and the ball in the air and then just Cobb just it drop in the bucket like that. It's just one of those things you'll never forget. And like I said, excuse me, the the Hail Mary is just such a rare play to complete that yeah, I'll uh and that that was the thing that really just caused the blowout in that game. Yeah, maybe we're due for another Hail Mary who's say but yeah, that being at that game too, the first quarter especially stunk. I think we started getting it going yep. at the second quarter, like back half, and then I mean after that hail mary, it's like everything after that was like okay. Exactly, we're, we're, it was it was seven to six when they snapped the ball for that hail mary because yeah, it was just a really boring first half, and then 
Cobb ended up scoring two more touchdowns in that game. That's right. Yeah, shoot. Very good pick, Kyle. The Cobb Hail Mary against the New York Giants wild card round in 2015. 16. 16, yeah. 2016. My next pick, you know, we talked about that being a bit of a momentum shifter. This was... This was the moment where we were really like, "Huh, are we gonna are we gonna actually do this?" And that was the Tremont Williams pick six in the divisional round against the Atlanta Falcons mm. in Atlanta. You know, coming in as a six seed, barely beating the Eagles, going against the big yes, old Atlanta God. Falcons who were a juggernaut that year, oh, lost to them in the regular season, going up against them then. And you know, we had the lead then, but after that, right before you know halftime. Tremont picks it off. Matt Ryan just, you know, throwing that out to the left. Picks it off, runs it back, touchdown. That was like, fuck, we might be a wagon. Yeah. This team, <laughs> this team might have something special going on. And yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure the Falcons were a wagon that year. Mm-hmm. And so to get that like a backbreaker like that before half, it was like, oh yes, it's happening. It it uh I thought of this too. Roswell Douglas has got a bit of that Tremont Williams thing going on too, because twenty ten was the year that Tremont came on where he was nothing before that. Everyone knows the story that he you know, tried out for like 13 different NFL teams, stuck around in Green Bay for a few years, and then finally started to turn into that true player with Al Harris aging out him and Chuck on the outside and then being a ball, you know, ball hockey corner. That's what Rodzul Douglas has been. Maybe we'll see some type of magic from him this playoff season. Yeah. Um, my second pick would be the... Des didn't catch it game. Yep. And, and and not <laughs> yep. just not that not the Des didn't catch it moment, because I mean he didn't catch it. I was also I was also at that game. Yeah. But the one of the most ridiculous throws in a career of a billion ridiculous throws. But when and especially when he's playing on one leg and he made this throw yeah, outside right. of the pocket, it was like it was like watching it's like watching it in slow motion. Like the ball was traveling, but everyone else was frozen. That that <laughs> throw he had to Richard Rogers, you know what I'm talking about. You, if you saw it, it's, I'll not agree. It's he he just split like three defenders while he's rolling outside of the pocket to his left. So it you know it's an even tougher tougher throw as a right righty, and it was it was right in front of me too because we were we were in the corner for that game, so it was directly in front. And just like seeing him thread that I needle that was like. It was a an out of body experience, and yeah, just that that whole game and that whole day was was magical. Yes, and on top of it, Des didn't catch it. He 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 really didn't. Sam Shields had great coverage. Yeah, you know, it touched the ground per the letter of the law. And once again, I mean, everyone talks about it too. The Packers were moving up and down the well, field, yeah, and, and there again, was like, it's like we've seen the thirty seven seconds this year that is all Rodgers needed to score. There was like two and a half minutes. No, left. I'm pretty sure it was like three and a half or four and a half yeah. with two timeouts. Stupid. Julius Peppers, the the fumble he caused in that game on Demarco Murray, that was probably the game winner right there. I will. I will not agree. I don't. Because the lane he had in front of him, oh, he was oh, going to be running forever. I got you. Much like the uh, Desmond Bishop against the Eagles, stopping Deshaun Jackson. The next now, see, there's two here that I'd like to pick. That would actually be a good pick, dude. That would like that a is, sneaky good pick because it, it's like people have said that too. But that is one of the more overlooked plays in Packers history. It really is. Uh, last thing here, I'm between two. It's so tough because one has a much better ending. But just the absurdity of these of this game and mostly these plays on the same drive. 
I'm going with the Jeff Janis Hail Marys. Mm. The fourth down one was one thing to get out of the end zone. There's that screenshot where there's like, you know, 15 seconds left, fourth and 17, Rodgers is throwing out of his own end zone, and then the caption is like, this game went to overtime. You know, when the Packers were down, yeah. a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. The fourth down pickup, which was crazy, and then the um, obviously the Hail Mary in the end zone over Patrick Peterson where no one has ever high-pointed a ball like Jeff Janis did on that play. It was the first time I watched a game at the Herkimer as well, RIP. Mm. We, uh, we recorded the Twin Cities. We unfortunately live in Viking land. We are from uh, Superior, Wisconsin, as we always say. But that was that was one of the biggest bar tabs I ever had in my life, too. <laughs> I was extremely hungover the next day. But I that's w- when the uh, rumplement shots started. God, I haven't done that. Maybe that's the thing I got to do this oh. year, Kyle. Because if you use it once, it works. I used it in the Desden Catch-A-Game. You know, they were driving. And I was like, oh, man, we got to do something to change the mojo. Two shots of rumplements, me and my buddy. Des didn't catch it. We won that game. Tried it the next week. Did not work. And then that Cardinals game, when the Packers got the ball, I was like, we need shots of rumplements. <laughs> we took the shots, and the Jeff Janis plays happened. <laughs> we go into overtime. I ordered more oh, rumplements. It's uh, once. You only go one. And then, Kyle, Kyle, when we had the Lions game in 2019, remember we were going to lose? That's right. Week 17, I was like. Oh, for the for the bye, too. For the bye week, I was like, we need this bye, t- bye week. This team is suspect Limping. in some areas yeah. <laughs> got the rumplement shots we ended up winning that game too so you've been part of one as well so wow. maybe i've gotta bring it back this year so at, just uh, yeah have right some time. discipline don't overstep know your limits <laughs> yes uh drink responsibly everyone <laughs> don't drink and drive but yes the jeff janice hail yeah Mary's. i mean obviously that's a great pick i couldn't in good conscience pick it just because like you said the ending of it like yeah. it's just ugh. honestly the the ending is like blurry for me like I, it's it's Larry Fitzgerald with that long run against just, uh, Casey, he, not Casey Hayward. Uh, Demarius Randall. Demarius Randall. He just runs forever and <sighs> ever and ever, and it's oh. I, like it's. It I do almost, remember like someone's gonna get him. It was almost it was almost more painful that he got tackled at like the three, right? Because then it's like <laughs> yeah. fuck, like rip the bandaid off. Yeah, it's like they they put the knife in, they twisted it, and then just kind of let it let it bleed for a little bit. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah, my no, last pick, your last pick, this is kind of, this is kind of cheating. Oh, um, Ugh. just because, I mean, it's obvious this, this is like the, you know, the, the end all be all what we do it for. But it, I mean, it's gotta be the Nick Collins pick six yeah. because in that moment, I think they're, they're up seven, three at that point and they get the pick six and it's like, like how you said with the Tremont, Yep. Pick six is like, holy shit, this, th- this, this could happen. Th- this, is, this is happening. Like when the Nick Collins pick six, it was like, this is going to happen. Um, <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. yeah. And shout out Howard Green forcing the pressure and hitting Ben Roth. And it was just such a bad throw. One of the easiest interceptions of his career, I'm sure. Maybe even Will Redmond could have caught it. <laughs> Kentrell Bryce. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and the return was just magical. His dive into the end zone, just yes. everything about it. And then the, on his knees, looking up to the sky, just every single moment of that pick six was just magical. And again, it was like, this is happening. Like, holy shit, Super Bowl yeah. champions. Like, I'm going to see a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Holy shit, I just said it twice. The, there was that, and then the absolutely knew it was going to happen was Jarrett Bush had a uh, interception in that game. It was like, wow, Jarrett Bush got a pick. <laughs> yeah. What is going We're this. This isn't real life right now, you know. All right. Well, hey, that was a pretty good draft there, Kyle. What uh, what were our picks? I had, 
we want the ball. We're going to score Tremont pick six. And then Jeff Janis, Hail Mary. You had uh, Cobb, Hail Mary, uh, Richard Rodgers. Richard Rodgers made well, the top the de- three. Yeah, Desmond catch, catch, catch game. game Richard Rodgers. Nick Collins, okay. SB. And you're going to have to bleep at 124 because oh. I fucked up. Okay. Well, well, let's let's talk about that right now. Okay. So, well, okay. I'm looking at where we're at right now. So, the future and this episode as well. So, you know, like we said, we're a little superstitious here. Don't want to jinx anything. This is the third time, you know, we're going on a playoff run. We're, we're one of the better teams in the NFL. So, we don't want to say the full SB. So, when I'm talking 2010, the Packers won the Super Bowl. Ah. We can say that. Okay. But February, what is it, 13th? Oh, so you don't have to. Okay. F- yeah, February 13th, 14th this year, uh-huh. right? That is this year's. Well, that'll be bleeped. So it'll be bleeped. We're fine. But uh, now, so 2010, I gotcha. Super Bowl, 2022, 20, uh, right now, this year. Okay, so now <laughs> gotcha. going forward, everyone knows what that means. Okay. Gotcha. But uh, we're not superstitious, but we, but we are. We're a little stitious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael Scott. Last couple of memories I'll throw out there quickly. Brett Favre uh, falling over, throwing to Donald Lee to get the first down in the mm-hmm. snow game against the Seahawks. Obviously, the B.J. Raji pick six. Mm. Nick Collins pick six, like you mentioned. The third down play to Greg Jennings. Clay Matthews spill it. The Nick Perry game. That Washington Redskins yeah. playoff game was... <laughs> uh, it, there's no memory of I was going to say, like, it, did it happen? Are we sure it happened? Exactly. Um and uh, the one that I was battling between was the Cook sideline catch in the. I, I I almost picked that one because I didn't want to cheat, because uh, like the Super Bowl, the Nick Collins one is so easy, you yes. know, because that, that one's obvious. But uh, and I I didn't want two Cowboys memories yeah, in that, there. So, but yeah, that that was so. that was that was right on the edge. Perfect. All right. Excellent. Good run. We love the playoffs. Yeah. Well, on the table. Hey. With that, finish off the episode. Kind of a little different this week. We'll have our predictions here. Kyle, we talked about the Niners before this. If you do remember, you know, it was like half hour ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what uh, what is your score prediction for this, oh, for this football man. game? Yeah, we're 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 yeah. in for one. True. This we're is, in for one. You that's know? a fact, yeah. I I of course I think the Packers are going to win. And like I said, w- I, I almost feel like I I don't <laughs> this is so fuck this is such dumb fan brain, but I almost it's part of the pot. Don't feel good about how good I feel <laughs> because of how everyone is so damn worried about the Niners. Yeah, I, I like, feel like it's, it's like more weird. national media than like Packers well, I've seen per a se, lot but of it Packers is Twitter but like, it is in my well it I don't know if it's so much this year, but, but just the but last now that three I think years. About what it is though, it's just trauma. It's we're all <laughs> yeah. just damaged goods. Yeah. That is what it is. Just for like sure. we haven't, you know, reached the mountaintop. Entitled trauma is what <laughs> yeah. we're at right now as Packer fans. And so I, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, Jimmy G, he's going to have to make big throws and he's got a ripped up shoulder and he's got a ripped up thumb and he's going to be thrown in zero degree weather and he's not going to be able to practice in that zero degree weather all week. I just there's no way they don't they don't win this game. I just they gotta. So the final score is gonna be thirty one twenty one. Good guys. All right. Very good. I hope that happens. Yeah, I have a similar score and got thinking about that again to how people are worried. It the thing that's different with this year is 
obviously, you know, we have to play games against other teams. I don't know if you know. Right. That's how football. How football works. Yeah. But the team is just so good this year. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so good. Mm -hmm. And I'm really hoping nothing comes in the way. I feel, you know, it. Like the Eagles matchup, you know, when we won the Super Bowl back in 2010. Right. It's like you don't even think of that. You don't even really think of the Falcons game outside of the pick for the most part. And I'm hoping that's what this will become to where it's, we're just the better team. And this mm. doesn't have to be a drama-filled close game. Yes. But I think it's going to be a drama-filled close game. I have the Packers winning 28-24. to 24. Ooh, uh, It just like feels that. like this. it has to be, I think, with the Niners. We have so... Such a bad history with this team in the playoffs. I still think John Kuhn has some type of curse on the team. We went ahead against them in 20, uh, 2013 after the big run with Rodgers' broken collarbone. Packers went ahead. John Kuhn did a Lambo leap, but did not leap. Niners went on to score again and won that game when the Packers could have beat them at Lambo for the first time in what feels like forever. But I think we win this game. Like I said, I hope so. 28-24. to 24. Love it. Kyle, your bold prediction? Oh, so. This is our bi-week bonanza, by the way. I don't think I said that, but it's the bi-week oh, bonanza. Oh, yeah, we never even, you know, Whoopsie. Did, the, did the bonanza woo. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to go with the Niners, you know, being the run D is their strength and their secondary is kind of their weak point. I think, obviously, number 17, number Good. 18, number 13, and number... 89, a touchdown apiece. Roo, 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 roo. Who were all the Devontae scores a touchdown. Randall Cobb scores a touchdown. Alan Lazard scores a touchdown. Jesus. Mercedes Lewis scores a touchdown. Okay. Four touchdown passes for Mr. 12. Okay. I think that's bold enough. Kyle, I have a much different bold prediction. That'd be really good, too, because that'd be like odd. That'd Aaron be so much. Imagine how much scoring that would be. Earth, Aaron All four of those guys scoring, especially number 89. Ooh, that'd be magical. Yeah, a no drama game would be nice. Uh, Kyle, my bold prediction. It's someone who I think he tweeted that he's never been more excited for a game, or at least I saw that quote somewhere. Ooh. We're going up against the Niners, who have you know one of the more prolific players at this position. Uh, one juice. What's his name? Kyle Juice Check. Juice Check. Yeah. Kyle Juice Check. Juice Check. He must be Polish or something, right? Just like me with my fun last see, name. Yeah, I don't know. Kyle, I have one Dominique Daphne Ooh. scoring a touchdown in this game. Yeah. It feels right, you know, especially looking at my score prediction. All right. 28 24. That feels like a game that a fullback's going to score. I'm going to say Dominique Daphne. We'll see. More heavy sets. Maybe we're going to run a little bit more, get him in there. Some stupid little throw out to the side. He'll score. We shall see. Love it. That's where I'm at. But uh, shit, that's it. Uh, that's all we have for the episode this week. Uh, once again, as always, if you could please leave a five-star review, that would be cool, either on Spotify Spotify, or iTunes. Uh, it helps other people you know, find the podcast, listen to it. You know, we're pretty we're pretty cool guys. I'm sure you enjoyed listening to this excellent breakdown mm-hmm. and preview predictions I sure did. of this game. Yeah, we both did. And hey, guess what, guys? We got a new review this week. Ooh, all we, right. From Dr. Band. Doctor is spelt differently. It's almost German spelling. Uh, five stars, of course. Dr. Bond. Yeah. Uh the guys at the bar greater than sports center. That is the title of the review. Oh, are we are we the guys at the bar? I didn't know. Yeah, I think so. I, nice. I didn't know we were competing with Sports Center either, but I'll take it. Uh, I subscribe to six Packers podcasts, and these guys are the 
are the one that sounds less like Sports Center and more like your buds down at the tavern talking right. about the game. I like I like using the word tavern too. Me too. I dig the pick six and Kyle's an idiot sections. These are the fellas you want to have a beer and talk football Packers football with. Give them a listen and please don't sue them, Eric Koskinen. Nice. Ooh, very good. You know he nice. listens every week. But yeah, um, listens through the outro too. Yeah, right. yeah, maybe yeah, maybe listen through the outros and you'll have some little bonus content uh, <laughs> this week and two weeks ago too. But <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Kyle, I do have one other thing, like oh. I alluded to at the very beginning of the episode, and we've talked about it quite a bit about superstitions. I have a big question for you. So, the Packers, as you know, they played football all year. Uh, thing that I do, if it's either a jersey, a shirt, a hoodie, whatever, is I will wear it for the game. And if the Packers lose, I will take it off and obviously move on to something else the next week. I'm in a bit of a conundrum. Week 17, I got to my place a little late, started watching the game, and did not uh, change into my, like, I don't know where I got. I think it's like a garage sale thing. It. Dark green Packers shirt, very high collar too, with Reggie White on it. Says Minister of Defense. I wore it for the entire role, that winning streak that we'd bet on since losing to the Vikings in the dome. You know all those games that we had in a row sure. that we won. Yep. Didn't wear it for the Lions game. We lost that game. Do I wear it yes. for the playoffs, or yes. do I move on to something else? Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. Well, I thought this could be more of a discussion nope. piece, but I will go with that. Hopefully, nope. hopefully yeah. you'll see me wearing it at Lambeau next week if we oh, if don't want to look ahead. Matt LaFleur says don't look ahead, but I'm looking ahead a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, okay, good. I'm glad you think so. I think that's the right mojo. Yeah. Bring back Reggie to maybe hope, hopefully help that's this right. defense and out. Yeah, week, week 18, I mean, that, that, was, that, was, that was preseason week three. Yeah, preseason 2.0. A lot of, I don't even know what to think are hypothetical preseasons are because it, it kind of starts and stops you know? right, it, yeah. the Saints game preseason all that but then after again it was preseason then it was preseason again but and, yeah you, it's one of you just kind of know it when you see it sort mm. of thing that's like like week 18 that's obvious preseason yeah. the week before that was not preseason that's fair because one seed was involved yeah and, and you know we locked that shit up and mm-hmm. we didn't have to play last week because we're not a poverty franchise like other other teams but that's right. uh Wow, that's easy. Okay, I'll be wearing the Minister of Defense shirt this week, Kyle. Whew. It's quite the breakdown, but uh, after that, I definitely don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Hopefully, hopefully we'll be in good spirits next week. It, it can't. Yeah. It can't end like this. <laughs> I, it won't. I, I pray to God. It won't. I pray to it God. It can't. It can't. That's it. That's all I got. Perfect. Well. You know, in years past, I've tried to have one artist be the artist for the playoffs and just the playoffs, and that didn't seem to work. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep doing what we've been doing the last few weeks. All right. And with that, Eric Hoskinen, please don't sue us. Go, Pack, go. I need work with my job. Yeah, because it just won't pay. I worked all year. I worked all month. Then they took my money.
How's it going? What is up? How are things? What's up, you little fat bitch? <laughs> That's what we do here. We just we, we just razzing. We swear we razz. Uh, it's cold today. How do you feel about the cold? Very cold. Cold all over. Cold everywhere. Very okay. I I was outside today for a work meeting, and it was cold. Do you understand? Shut the hell up. Are we good? 